I, uh, Show the people how the sausage is made. The last couple times I've played pickup, <laughs> always like the last possession, the last couple games I've just like fucked up and like my team is lost because of me. <laughs> it happened again. It happened twice again yet last night. I I, I did the same thing uh, last week where I helped on the dr- on the guy driving in. And he just kicked it out to my guy, and then he just drains a three, and we just lose. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And so I just started laughing again, and my whole team's like, what are you doing? And then um, the second fives game we played, we were we were down. It was like 9 to 1 or something, and we came back, and then it ended up being like 14 to 12. So like we had a chance to win, and we get a steal... And I'm running, I'm doing like a fast break, but no one's with me. So like I sort of hold up because they had three defenders and I see my guy on the other side of the three point line. I'm like, Oh, let me just like dish it to him. He's got good spacing. But one of their guys was like sort of a turnover underneath the hoop. And he saw where my eyes went and I did this like stupid little over the head pass. Cause it was like a side over the head pass to get over my guy. And, um, and he just read my eyes, and he took the ball. Then it was a 3v1, and they scored the winning bucket. And now it's just like, I I can't believe what I'm doing to my team. Oh, that's how Chris Paul felt. <laughs> Falling on the floor like that. Seriously. That was hilarious. And we can just get into that the later. the ball to the other team. We can get into that later. Sure. Um. I still have not found a single person who's willing to defend intentionally making a clear path foul in pickup. Not one person thinks that's a cool move. So, no. Someone did it at the courts I played at. Um, it's so that like I don't understand how you don't get absolutely shamed by every single player for doing that, even on your own team. Like it's so yeah. lame. Did no, did nobody yell at? This guy? No, no, because the argument went away from whether or not it's a good, like a reasonable thing to do, and just whether or not we should count the basket because my teammate just ended up going and finishing anyway. He didn't call the foul, and so we're like, well, he didn't call it. And it wasn't like he, yeah. you know, hacked him. He just grabbed his hips like he was trying to grind with them at eighth grade dance or something, but. Yeah, it was just like, I, I was saying, I was like, why are we even arguing about this? This is all just a stupid play to begin with. But that guy was kind of a chotch anyway. Yeah, clear path foul. Like any, any intentional foul is obviously just insane. <laughs> and, you know, any charge trying to draw well, charges. Charges are funny. Charges, just no stupid. one does that. But how about, okay, so you say intentional. So if a guy is like, wide open for a layup, you don't support the team grabbing him, right? Correct. Yeah. I do not support in a pickup game, no. Yeah. Like I've seen that too, and it's it is wild to me, but people treat it kind of normal. I mean I'll I'll foul hard if like the guy's going up and I'm just like No, and I'll just like sort of like just like Yeah, but like it'll be a physical foul, but I'm not like I mean, make a play for the ball. Like, if you make a play for the ball and you're like, worst case scenario, I clobber this guy. You know, that's a little bit of gamesmanship I can respect. But, like, if we're talking about pickup basketball, where, again, it's it, it's self-explanatory. It's pickup. Like, every, like, like, it's not a real basketball game. 
Like, just just let the dude, you know, <laughs> try and attempt a layup. Try and block it. Like, I don't know. Don't try and draw a charge. Don't try and, I don't know. I'm sure there's other things I'm not even thinking of, but. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You're not going to the park to, you know, play NBA-style basketball, right? Like, if anything, I'm playing both to get a good workout in, but also to, like, work on my game. And so yeah. if I'm, like, getting hacked because and I can't, like, you know, try to finish my layups, like, that's that's a little ridiculous. And I was playing pickup once, and it was a pretty small group of us. And I'm not going to name names because I would like to maintain a friendship with said person. <laughs> but um, Kyle Allhart. No, no, <laughs> no, Uncle Barry. but, uh, <laughs> no, 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 but, um, after he got fouled, this shot free throws. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, that wasn't me. I was going to say it. Me, I'll right tell now. you, but. You know, I can cut it out. Later. I can bleep it. I can bleep <laughs> it. Wait, so <laughs> yeah, bleep it. Well, let me bleep it from the pod. No, no, no. no Wait, no. so how many people it's were there? Not that big like, of a deal. Ultimately, I don't really care. But how oh, did so how know. did this person get away but, with it though? Well, yeah, because I was I was with people that were more their friends than I knew. Oh, but this like everyone this... that you were playing with knew each other though. Pretty much, yes. And I only knew, like, two of them, and there were, like, two others that I didn't... It wasn't really my friend group, but I was friends with this It was person. fives? You were running fives? Uh, we might have been Uh-oh. running threes. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, oh my, okay. Still shot free throws? Well, okay, that's I mean, worse. yeah, the free throw thing, yeah, that's even worse that it was threes, but, like, I'm just wondering how you didn't have any strangers in the game that were also, like, what the no. hell are we doing? No, this was, like, more of a set up in a friend group that i wasn't like i was good friends with one person (laughs) next thing you know vaguely friends with another person in this group and then after that i i didn't really know any of these people next thing you know there that person's gonna be like uh dribbling off the screen and jumping into the defender like trey young just to draw yeah. the fouls and I've, get I've, the yet, I've yet to see that i've yet to see that <laughs> well yeah because no one shoots free throws no one wants to get I fouled i mean people, there's, people we'll see people it one day you'll see fouls. it some people can you'll see it evan, one day <laughs> there's a difference between calling a lot of fouls and yeah evan is a soft boy for how big he is <laughs> he's a softy mother effort i hate these guys that like Treat it like, again, like a high school basketball game. Like, there's going to be contact. It's street ball. Like, get over it. I'm the worst. Yeah, yeah, you got it. When I played played with you, Pat, like, what, three weeks ago now? Yeah. uh, I had one one block on a guy, and it, and like, it was, I mean, you know, not a pickup foul. It was a pretty, it was a pickup clean block. (laughs) I know what you mean. And like, you know, one of his teammates was like, you're going to call foul? And the guy was like, I mean, you know, it was, but whatever. And it's like, I hate that. So it's like, oh, that pisses me off more than if you just like called it. Like, it's like, that's just your own bruised ego trying to get around the fact that I swatted the shit out of you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's times where I feel like I get fouled too. And I, don't call it just because I don't, you know, yeah. it's, oh. if and it's like fine, a ticky tack, like, I'm not going to call say, that. Yeah. 
Right. But then don't go and be like, I I just want to let you know I could have called it, but I'm a good person, so I didn't. Well, how about this? And I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, Pat. But what if the guy is like, for example, on the offensive end, he's getting a lot of offensive boards, and then when he goes up, he's like throwing elbows and stuff. And maybe on the first time or second time, you won't call anything, but you're like, yo, man, watch those bows because I'm going to have to call something at some point. Would you do that or would you just keep going, no. not calling it? No, or would no, you call I, it out the first time? I play ref or D. You got you to gotta match that energy. You got to oh. match that physicality. <laughs> that's how you end space. up in fights. That's how that's No, because leads. I'm not an idiot. I don't get like lose my temper like half these guys do. On yeah. Pitching. They're like, no. Oh, oh. It's like such a. Oh, dude, pickup people can be so weird sometimes. It's hilarious. It's, um. Yeah, it's great. It's great theater. I would say that, I mean, I'd have, I'd have less of a problem if, if in that scenario that you laid out, Ryan, like I'd be fine if somebody was like, yo, watch it. Cause then I could at least like argue my case if right. I felt that it was fine or at least like, yeah, like in a way I'm more okay with that than you know, I don't, I don't know. Somebody just like somebody just immediately not calling it or calling it or I don't know, whatever the issue is. Like, I'd rather somebody be like, "Yo, you keep doing this. I'm eventually like, I'm gonna have to call you out on it." Depends right. how uh, like moving moving screens. Are. Like if they're just also like, if they're super high and like coming at you, then it's like, and you're gonna. I mean, I think well, any yeah. elbow into the chest is not not good. I'd probably yeah, say some, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, all right, I see how you play. If you call a moving screen, you're a punk. Um, that's another one on the list. I've, I've gotten called for a moving screen before, too. Intentional fouls. I mean, unless you're like... I, w- uh, I don't think I was... I'll yell at you for calling a moving screen if you, if you like, you know, offensive linemen try and move the guy. Or like you're really you're really like su- side shuffling, right? But like you know, it's, it is a hilarious thing to call it. a moving screen. I think he might have just been trash talking to like get into people's heads because he kept yeah. saying shit like that. I want somebody. To, I want somebody to call like three in the key, like three second violation oh my or God. something like. That. I'll do that next time. I'll let you. I'll report <laughs> back to you guys. <laughs> That's three in the gate. I mean, I yeah. mean, I everyone gets like fouled a lot, and like I get fouled too. I'm not gonna call a foul though, unless it's like just clearly like holding my arm and like my shot goes like above the rim or something. Like at that point, I feel like you sort of have to call a foul just because it's like yeah. I don't even get it like a good shot off. Yeah, if my my mentality is like that, if I if it literally hindered me from getting a decent shot up, it doesn't have to be like the best that it could have been. Like I got like literally like you said, if you can literally hear that, then that yeah, that's a foul. But there's times when I'm like driving in the lane and like people are just like swatting at your arms, just like swat swat, and then like you just go up and then like maybe you miss it, maybe you make it, but for the most part, I I don't call fouls just because like yeah, and then like it's it's nice when like people are like looking back at you like you want that foul, and you're like nah man nah. It's not foul. You feel you feel good. I don't know. Pat likes like, the street cred. <laughs> Give me the street. And cred. then you lose. And then I and then I lose. Yeah, I've lost. I've lost the past three. Then games. you're a loser it's been because of me. It's 
than because of me. Need to tighten it up. Need to be better down the stretch. That's why I never drive. I just shoot. Exactly. I love driving. I love driving. Just Yesterday I was... Um, it's because you can't shoot. I was yeah. working on my shot just by myself, <laughs> and this guy walked by and said... Yo, you stay right there. I'm getting some Popeyes, but I'm going to be coming back for you later. <laughs> and I didn't fully understand what he said at first. I thought that I thought like I thought I heard him right. But I also thought, you know, maybe he wants to, you know, get some teams going, whatever. But no, sure as hell, he comes pulling back up later, like 10 minutes later. He said he got us some Popeyes real quick or something. Oh. And he wants to play me one-on-one. I'm like, all right. I got, it was really hot. It was in right in the beating sun because it was like midday. I got hot quick. We were both shooting like shit, but I got up 8-2 on him. And he just was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh. <laughs> he just walks. <laughs> I feel like that's even more embarrassing than, you know, taking a big L is taking a big L before it's over after all that crap you talk. See, I think he probably thought you were good and, like, wanted to play against you. I don't, like, because, like... Why would you want to beat up on a bad kid? Is yeah, that what you're I don't know. I, 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 I personally don't want to play against someone that's bad at basketball. It's just, like, not fun. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he probably saw me as, like, in his skill range and probably maybe beatable for him. I mean, he was a nice guy. He wasn't, like... He's complimenting no. and stuff, yeah. but, but yeah, it was, it was bad. It was hot and yeah. seems like you've been getting a lot of like one-on-ones and that's the best way to improve your game right there. I, I don't know. Maybe like, it I is. guess I feel like, I mean, it's the most practice, I guess. I, I think there's something to be said about just playing team ball. Um, for positioning and everything like that too. Sure, but I mean, for the most part, I'm tr- go there to try to just work on my shot on my own. And if a guy, if a guy wants to play one-on-one or if a few guys get a team together, I'm not going to say no to that. So that's how I get into those situations. But I would have welcomed, I would not have welcomed them a few years back. You just got to have the confidence. I feel like Pat has the relentless confidence. Yeah. Fuck it. I love guarding like, I love guarding like bigger dudes, like way bigger dudes. That are like clearly just taller, like six three, like pushing two hundred dudes. See, I used to Those take the tough. I used to take the tough defensive assignments, and now I just let my team give me whatever I want because I realize I could be a much better asset as like a ball hawking safety if a guy put me on like the white guy who just stands in the corner because I'll intercept some passes, like I'll sure. play help uh-huh. defense. That's the type of shit I love. I like the challenge. I'm just I'm clogging the lane. <laughs> three seconds, three in the key. Three in the yep. key. <laughs> I'm saying shoot. <laughs> All these guys think that they can shoot, and only one, maybe two on a team usually can. And if there's three that can shoot, I'm just going to a different court. Because <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 17th episode of No Country for Big Men. 17? 17. Is, it, is this 18? 17. Oh. 
Thanks. Thanks for ruining my intro already. No, well, it's, it's 17 episode and we episode episodes and we are getting to episode two zero big 20. Wow, guys, we've come a long way. And speaking of guys, my two co-hosts is R. <laughs> I'm just butchering it. Jesus. Right, we're, gonna, Jesus. We're, gonna, we're just going to cut that. Speaking of guys. <laughs> Speaking of dudes. Take another swig of that. All right. I got two dudes. Oh, here, in the middle of your uh, botched intro, guess who might replace Bradley Beale per Bleacher Report Simmons? one minute ago? Tobias Harris. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> really? So oh, if Team USA, USA needed a clutch bucket before, they really need a clutch <laughs> bucket now. Nice. And the person that just gave you that breaking news is my co-host, Ryan, a.k.a. You better move. <laughs> you better you move. You better move. And we are joined by Jack, a.k.a. Cactus Jack. A yeah, yeah. Ryan or you better move is a big, big Travi Scott fan. So I guess that one was more for Ryan than it was for Jack. Sorry, Jack. Your own nickname wasn't even for you. When we finally get around to rating alcoholic non alcoholic beer, we should also rate the cactus uh agave seltzers. Not bad. I would say between a truly and a white claw is where I would put that. Hmm. I'm drinking some seltzers right now. Kirkland. Hard Are we seltzer. more trulys or white claws? I'm a truly white guy. claws are out, man. I'm a truly white guy. claws freaking tastes like a stale vodka soda. That's what they taste like to me. Hmm. Wow. It sounds hmm. like Jack's team white claw. No, I've only had uh truly's i don't i don't know if i've had a white claw. you haven't had a white claw what are you like 16 or I something i think like, so oh, come on yeah uh yeah kai just stand my ass in the paint obviously <laughs> well 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 we got a special episode today we're bringing on a guest Woo-hoo-hoo. and we haven't had a guest in a while folks so prepare for this one it's a surprise and there's a lot of anticipation leading into this guest. That's that's my little hint for y'all. If you can guess who the guest is. <laughs> that's a little fun game we like to play around here in No Country for Big Men. Well, I, I got to say, this is, uh, this is a very unique episode. Episode 17 is unique in its own way. And that's because uh, it's Sixers and Warriors, I, I mean, they're out of the playoffs. They've been, at, I mean, like, sure, we can talk about Sam, Simmons and his trade rumors, but, like, there's really not much to report on that front, guys. It's it, it's, it's, it's sort of sad. Uh, this is how the podcast started, was these two teams and, and the Sixers' success and sort of the Warriors, like, fighting for playoff contention. Like, we wanted to talk about that, and now, now it's gone. So that means we're going to have to get a little creative for y'all, so... Look out for the next upcoming episodes. Um, maybe some movie reviews. Maybe next episode we we review a movie, and it's a great movie. Um, maybe not to some here, 
The Master, Jack? The Master? Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. That is coming out. Is that co- coming out on HBO? I Yeah, the next few days, I think. I don't know for sure. I don't I don't remember which one, but I think this weekend, yeah. We Dame Doll on the soundtrack. We could do a double movie review. Oh, I realized this. So after... Oh, this is a Warriors and Space Jam content. Wow. Um, oh, talk to me about my boy Clay. After Clay Thompson tore his ACL in the 2018 finals, they shot Space Jam. So Space Jam will have been shot um, and post-production and release, and I will watch it before I will have watched Clay Thompson play actual basketball again. There's a fun fact for you. Do you think that maybe the whatever he was doing in the uh, filming of this movie led to his Achilles injury? Should if we be I blaming LeBron for this? If I see any stress on his Achilles whatsoever, <laughs> if I see, you know, Daffy Duck up to any freaking shenanigans or any other of the Looney Tunes or Monstars or however this uh, however this one goes I'm going to be pretty livid well, uh, Tasmanian my- Devil is a Looney Tune right? yeah to be so. honest I don't know I'm, I'm, I think I'm, Tas- I'm like 95% sure I think Taz so is obviously Bugs Bunny no but what I'm saying is Taz you know with his little cyclone thing he's all out of control with that, right? It's kind of like a player who falls on the court a lot. Like, you don't want that just because you're going to injure the opponents, you're going to injure your own teammates in the act of falling and messing with people. I see Taz's little cyclone move as the same thing, and maybe he he was what caused Clay it. I, I got my well, money on him. Well, Ryan, this, you know, they're... Taz is JaVale McGee. Very yeah. true. They're that right. is, there you go. They're animated. They're not. They're not real. But any, anyway, what? Um, nothing. Uh, I predict that that movie will probably be ass. Um, not gonna <laughs> lie, <laughs> it's probably gonna be shite all the way around. But the animation. Well, did you know? Did you know it's a it's a Kubrick film? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hmm. back from the grave for Space Jam mm, Two. He, they, they uncovered some screenplays in his house or something, and they're like. Just ends with fetal Bugs Bunny in space. <laughs> nice. And then there's this old LeBron. There's super old LeBron looking at himself in this Baroque room. <laughs> wow, look at you using some fancy words. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's one of the best movies of all time. So. Space Jam. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Space Jam. Yeah. If you don't get those references, then maybe. Um, Watch some, watch some films. You know, Dragonfly Jones had a funny, real quick, a funny tweet about Space Jam that I'm going to read real quick. Right. He said, I really thought Space Jam's appeal to people was how ungood it was. I did not know people seriously view a movie where Bill Murray is backing down Porky Pig in the post as an exemplary piece of cinema. So, there you go. Yeah, but like what type of, like what is this movie going to be? Is it going to try to be like really funny? Is it going to... Is it gonna try to be goofy? Is it gonna gonna embrace itself and like? Is I don't. I'm curious to see LeBron's acting skills. I'm sure he's gonna be decent. 
Um, he was good at he was in uh yeah, the Amy Schumer flick. Oh, we'll yeah, see how he yeah, is yeah. as wow, a leading a, man. I forgot about that movie. Shot in Cleveland, baby. How far we've come. Isn't that Bill Hader? Bill Hader is in that movie. Yeah. Love me some Bill Hader. Not thank as you, main, thank you, Jack, for putting me on Barry. That, that was not as a lead actor. Oh, oh I yeah, guess I never got Barry. I never got to the second season. What? So I should, a Barry? Yeah. You're the yeah, one I that know. turned me I'll on do that it. show. I know. It was a really good season one. I loved it. And then season two came out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that ASAP. And then I never did. Well, you have my HBO now, so. Yeah, no, I, I will. All I right. will. Alrighty, folks. Are you ready for this guest? We've been teasing her for a while now. <laughs> we never knew if she was going to come on. Teasing the audience with her or teasing her about po- coming on the pod? Both. Because I think it's been a little let's, bit both. Let's, get, yeah. let's go with both. Let's go with both. And, um, you know... We finally made it. We finally come to the end of the road. And now she is here with us. She is ready to talk the, the end? talk. And walk the walk. And now it's your shout out. And here we go. Our guest today is the lovely <laughs> Sonia Swanson, a.k.a. Stop flirting with me. Sonners. <laughs> Sonia, no. this is the first time I've realized that uh, you have Swan in your last name. It's the first Very time elegant. you realize that? Is it because of the Zoom? It's just my name, first name, last name combined. Very elegant. Yeah, it's not bad as know. far as names go. <laughs> I don't know. Pat said lovely, and then I heard the Swan, and you know, you associate Swans with love. Normally, I think of Ron oh. Swanson, so I think he kind of ruined that in a way. I always think of... well. First, I thought of Joe Swanson from Family Guy. That was like the big thing in elementary mm. school. And then obviously Ron Swanson. But I always think of Black Swan. I don't think of Swans as love. But I like the alliteration with my name, the SS. That's. I don't that's, think it like that. I don't Whoa. think it like that. That's not good. Whoa. That's not good. We, what? We, are, we already kicked Haribo out of this. <laughs> What are you yeah, talking about? I don't want to have to kick <laughs> yeah, them out we'll, again. We'll tell you later. Millions of dollars we'll t- in sponsorship. We've we'll already later. been through we'll tell you this. Okay. You clearly I, are I don't listening. You clearly are listening. I, don't, I, I was going to say, I don't get the references anymore because... This was adjudicated I don't, 80 years ago. No, I I mean, I wrote down some things I wanted to talk about, but the first thing I, I listed was editing this podcast, and that's the reason I don't listen anymore. Like, to be honest, <laughs> I think that I spent... Justin, I I think I edited three by myself and then like one Pat and I shared and I stopped after the fourth. But like in just that amount of time, I probably listened to your voices for 24 hours, like not consecutively, but in total. And I was done. I was so tired of like the speech patterns I would pick up on and like knowing when someone was going to do something based off of the way that the a sound wave looked i was like you're about to say um mm-hmm. cut it out and i would get pissed just by myself at midnight i hope i hope that you hear that in your sleep i did for a while i heard jack going uh <laughs> just uh <laughs> pat uh can you edit this out 
Just, and it, you, you can edit that part out. No, Sonia, oh, we're just like talking. The, the next, you can edit that chunk out. The next day, I would see Pat, and I'd be like, you know, you just really say like a lot. You say like and um a lot, and I would be like pissed about it because it would mean extra work for me. And so then, passive aggressively, I just like wanted him to stop saying like and um, even though it's natural. Ryan says it the least. And I'd be like, Ryan, just he never says like an um. I think that we could all work on our public speaking. <laughs> you know, what's hilarious. And I actually have an, a hilarious story about this. My high school girlfriend's mom was a very big stickler on saying like. And I have to, you know, a lot of turmoil there. But I have to thank her <laughs> for teaching me Shout out to, to not say like. I'm not going to say her name. I, I can say uh, I'm not going to say her name. But what she would do real quick is every time that I would say like, and I said it a lot back in the day, she would just throw it right back at me. She would just echo it back. Like, interrupt me. Like, that's, like. Oh and that's and a it was brutal. annoying. It's annoying, but it made me stop. So there you go. For me, it was, I remember really specifically, it was when I was seven turning eight for my birthday. We went to Disneyland with my family and my sister and I sat on the plane and we would count how many times the other person said like because we started to notice how much we said it. And so it was just driven by competition purely. That sibling competition will bring out the best in you sometimes. And I have stopped saying like as a filler word since, but it's not an easy thing to cut out of the vocab. See, it's funny because I have the most public speaking experience out of everyone in this room. But what are you talking about? You, you are the about? high school no student body what president. You're talking about. You, I, I you <laughs> look at how mad Ryan and I are. People, I've talked in, in front of crowds bigger than you guys have talked in front. You of have no sorry, idea. Pat. I've spoken at conferences. Yeah, I've spoken you at have high no school idea what you're talking about. Pat, you graduations plural. What are you saying, child? Two Were you the salutatorian? Back to back, back to back. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. I was president for a long time, two years at Summit, and I talked to the one when I was a junior, and I talked to my own graduation. So, wait, how big are your conferences, Ryan? I mean, it depends on the crowd. I would say the last one that I had, it was a pretty big room. I would say definitely over a hundred people. I mean, graduation is a fair point. I don't think I can compete with those numbers. Sorry, I'm going to argue with the logic of Pat's reasoning, though, because just because a handful of occasions you spoke to a lot of people does not equal most public speaking experience. Ryan and I easily have higher frequency, and therefore I mean, we I went did, high five. I did events. <laughs> I did events for high school. Like I've, I've spoken in front of many a people for like fraternity reasons like going around to different chapters and talking to them about okay you came our, to my chapter and you said hey guys kickball on saturday okay let's get out there let's do it that doesn't count as meaningful public speaking i made, experience. I made I also, a joke about my mustache and how creepy i looked and the girls loved it they laughed i forgot so, i didn't even know your name then they laughed because they were scared they laughed because <laughs> frankly pat the second you left everybody said who's that man don't let him come back. Um, <laughs> we don't need to keep talking about who has well, the best I just, public speaking. <laughs> first, I just have to tie the bow with this point. Like, see, that's a what speaking an trick. argument. Tie it up in a bow. <laughs> what an argument for Pat. He was. <laughs> I know. Total chat. This, this is, by the way, like six, six years ago. <laughs> Six years ago, and student body prez back in high school, and frat bro. That is, yeah, Pat. You know really what? Coming off, you know as, what? Uh, we be- 
bend the knee. Bend the knee. Definitely did not peak early. <laughs> Definitely did not peak early. Don't worry, Okay. Guys. Now I'm podcasting. <laughs> Hey, and you've got 7K likes on YouTube or views, whatever it is. Hey, I'm glad yeah, you're keeping big track. video. <laughs> um, I'll say I don't listen to the entire podcast anymore, but I hey, do listen to you the. Don't. No, I don't because you put timestamps in, and why would I listen to more Sixers Warriors talk? I live with you. I hear it all the time. I don't need to re-engage with it via podcast but i do listen to the non-sports related segments of the show and i'll say that everybody's well it might be pat's editing but he edits really quick so i think everyone's public speaking or podcast speaking has improved a lot um the original time i wanted to come on the podcast was it was in march because i wanted i was really hyped for the first time in my life about sports because of march madness because my company was doing a pretty high stakes bracket where the first prize was like a thousand dollars second prize was 500 and then third was like 250 or something and i used my friend's bracket which happened to be very successful for the first couple rounds that's always how it that's always how it happens it it wasn't i think i still had so many teams in it it just came down to just i i i I never knew how that's that stuff worked before but it was pretty it was pretty disappointing but after i had some major wins early on some upsets i was really hyped and i wanted to come and talk about it but i can't even recall what was specifically happening well the game that i'm thinking of was against texas it was texas and then this other small private school do you guys know what i'm talking about I was gonna yeah, just, but I forget their name. I was just gonna say I am often a participant in the March Madness tournament bracket challenge, whatever you want to call it. I could not have given less of a shit this year, and I can't even remember who won the national championship. I got to be honest with you guys, I I don't remember who Wasn't was it. Gonzaga. Yeah, no. that's right. No, 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 no they Wait. didn't win. Oh Baylor. my god, they dropped. I it thought to it was. That's Baylor. why okay. it was like at the end. Baylor just, beat Gonzaga. That's there you my, go. You know, someone's paying attention. My sister's alma mater, so that's my tie to Spokane. I was, I did have Gonzaga winning it all in the end. Whatever. That was the original reason I wanted to come on, and then I got ghosted ever since. Every time I was ready, it was, ah, uh, no, we already have it all worked out. Not today. So we've had full agendas. That was, yeah, that was the NBA season. Like that's when the playoffs were starting to come around too. Like it was important. So. Important Sixers and Warriors. I was gonna say it's important to have our hearts ripped out through all of that. That was the most important thing, just the build up to that, and that's why we took two weeks off after it happened too. It wasn't because of traveling and <laughs> and vacations. It was it was because of the you had to heal after a breakup. Yeah, seeing Pat crumpled up on the floor of the living room said pretty much everything I needed to know about how everybody was feeling. And I, I don't know if Pat already talked about this on the podcast, but I didn't have to look up on Google what the score was. I could just tell when the cheers drifted off into nothing. And then I walked in, I walked in the room and I couldn't see him because he was laying behind the couch, which it's sad to see a grown man <laughs> crumpled up like that. Yeah. It's really is sad. <laughs> well, I mean, in case you missed it, the 76ers lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. I heard through the grapevine. Game seven. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Kevin through the grapevine. Um, 
Okay, but I did I did have some random things I wanted to talk about. I think the main thing I wanted to talk about was festivals because she's, Jack is going to go to ship. His... You're steering the ship. She's already Festies. taking. You know what? She's an editor and now she's a host. You're going to be hosting. I, I just want to say. Just lay into Pat's hosting. Do it. As, as a part of a final project for one of my poli sci classes, we could either write a research paper or create a podcast. And this was like oh four years ago. Obviously, I made the podcast got the bug had a passion for it never really found my moment so now i'm gonna steer the ship um okay so before i talk about the festivals thing that i just mentioned which i have some topics related to that but i just have some other things i want to get off my chest really quick and that is first of all the reason that i think i am tired and sick this entire week is because i'm literally allergic to my nails and i'm allergic to the dust and everything that it creates so if i sound kind of out of it I swear to God, I just can't stop sneezing, but oh, I won't, yeah. I won't stop doing my nails either. So it's just going to, I'm getting a ventilator mask from Laura. She has like a gas mask. Um, okay. For Did, what? For, to for, be constantly wearing? Um, well, okay. When you go to a nail salon, they have these desks and they suck up the air from the, like they suck up air so that the dust from all the nail, like, cause you're using a drill. It just goes directly right. into it. And then a lot of times also pre COVID the nail techs were wearing, would wear masks, but as somebody like sitting across the table, you're not exposed to any of that. So I never knew how toxic it could be. It's like itchy eyes, stuffed up nose, sneezing. It's like, it's like having really bad allergies. Oh, you're doing this at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do Pat's toes. And then I do my own like acrylic nails. <laughs> What's Pat's favorite color to paint his toes? I did paint his nails the first time I did it. And he just got so upset in like an hour. He's like, no, I want it off. I want it off. And so now it's just maintenance because, um, you know, I think the Lee parts have pretty historically bad, um, bad nails. <laughs> so I don't need to say anything further on that. <laughs> I've done Grant's nails too. Uh, Pat's are worse. Those those are fossils. Grant's nails are fossils. I don't even want to know what they're going to look like after he gets back from firefighting. Yeah. Yeah. We had our Dr. Pimple Popper segment and 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 that was enough. (laughs) I I I love watching it, but it makes me feel really like when she has to inject them with anesthetic. That's kind of oh, it's just so it's gross. I mean, it's the Pat, cysts. They're brutal. I mean, there, she's like fucking gouging them I, with like but knives, and it's so barbaric. You can inject I, me with anesthetic. Well, I watch people what? on YouTube. <laughs> okay, vibes. I watch people on YouTube, and when they take out like deep, deep ingrown toenails, they have to do the same thing, like completely numb up the area, and then they put this acid on either side of the nail so that it will stop growing into the skin. And it is like, okay, I think it's like equivalent to Dr. Pimple Popper, but you know, to each their own. I like watching that shit. Um, have you guys seen everything about the Subway Tuna? Is that a no? I, I don't know anything about I the Subway Tuna. I don't know anything tuna. about Wait, the Subway you Tuna. Wait, you haven't heard about the Subway Tuna? Okay, oh my I'm God. I'm very online, unfortunately, and I still have not heard What's, about the I, Subway the Tuna. Subway Tuna. This is shocking to me. Okay, this so. This sounds like some New York crap i'm a pest no this is this is every franchise i'm a pescatarian um and I oh have- we're talking oh, the, oh. The, the subway the sh- store oh my the god restaurant. you think i was, oh no you thought i was talking about like even the new york subway we used to see yeah no the new york subways were flooded Wait, i thought yeah, they but, but, when I, I thought. I, but when i say subway tuna you've seen what i'm talking about online right 
How does or or well, not thereof? Nasty. You know how? No, no, no. You know no. how big okay. actual tuna fish are? They're yes, massive. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh my god, I'm not. I thought one was swimming around in the subway. No. Okay. So if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say subway tuna, well, then you then you gonna disappoint me. No. Then you clearly haven't heard of it because if you know, then you know. Okay. So as a pescatarian, like for the last five years. Uh, one of the only sandwiches I eat that has meat in it that is like provided every at every restaurant basically is a tuna sandwich. But before yeah. that, tuna has always been my sandwich, like my go-to thing. Everybody, like, I saw this tweet one time that was like, "You choose your sandwich when you're like five years old, and then you bu- order that every single day <laughs> after that. Every time you go to Subway, do you guys relate to that at all? Oh, I've always to Subway, I haven't had Subway in forever, but yes, I agree. I thought like, we meant generally, and I was going to say generally too, but I've converted, I think, from a ham guy to like a turkey guy now, which is okay. I, I don't, I, it's been a, it's a huge transition because once you find something you like, and it's like, if you're eating a sandwich already, you're not trying to experiment. You're just trying to get some food inside of you. I don't know. For me, it's always been tuna. It's probably the only thing I've ever eaten at Subway. So to find out that an independent study concluded that there is 0% tuna in any of their sandwiches, at first I thought, okay, are they making like a plant-based substitute, which is stupid. Obviously, that's not the reason. Oh, no. No, it's just like other shit in there. And it's gotten to the point where Subway has had to make a separate website. And I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But I think, oh, yeah, it's subwaytunafacts.com. I do have it pulled up in front of me now. And it's solely dedicated to, like, clearing their name and proving that they have real tuna in their tuna. But, like, the whole situation is just so stressful in and of itself. It's like, do I never order tuna from Subway again? It just feels weird. I thought thought you were on the side that if, it wasn't tuna then this is a good thing because they have figured out a way to to substitute the like tuna taste for with with other things so they don't have yeah, to but it no, was no, meat though. no 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 that no because i remember i was saying like oh my god that's great they've been using like plant-based i don't know why i thought it would be like non-meat substitutes because i knew that they couldn't be couldn't be like chicken or any other type of meat you know what i mean you can't say it's fish and have it be meat like that has to be against some sort of like fda law but it's obviously not plant-based. <laughs> they would say it's vegan, probably. I don't know. It's it's just some other maybe, random fish. And maybe I don't... it's just a shit ton of mayo and some pickles. Well, it is a shit ton of mayo. There's no onions. pickles in it. That's why it's just pure. It's just pure fish and mayo. Anyway, anyway yeah, they have a... They have a they well, have, but what I'm also Subway wondering... has quite the rebuttal on their website. They have quite the rebuttal. Um, we don't have to get into it, but I just feel conflicted about it. I think the definition of tuna also depends on the region because I think down in the Caribbean they call it dolphin or something else. So <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding you. No, no, no. Part of the re- <laughs> part of their maybe rebuttal, that's a loophole. Part of their rebuttal is that like they say in these tests, like it's hard to differentiate what fish you're testing for, and so if it's coming Boom. up saying zero. Exactly. But that makes me feel strange. I'm like, really? We don't have the technology to tell me if it's tuna or not. And no, and they then, do. It, they just don't want to pay for it. Yeah, they go through. They, they take you through the supply chain. And I just everything about it seems like very untrustworthy. So I think I'm kind of turned off to it now. Not that I'm a My subway regular. Dan. Not that. Yeah. I've been catching tuna for 20 years. <laughs> 
Jack, this is what I this is what you bring to, to the Subway. show. <laughs> this is what you bring to the show. To be honest, I thought this was gonna be about a giant tuna fish swimming through like a train or something like that. And so I was, he checked you know, out. He checked out early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish that you hadn't. I was just that thinking about all the possibilities of what that would have meant, and that dude, a tuna would totally shit. eat a rat. A, a rat w- caught in oh, a flood that's a just rat like paddling. A goddamn chance. Dude, tunas are huge, man. It would just swallow. Yeah, did all those rats die, or did they, or I think I feel like they can swim. Yeah, I'm a rats little can upset swim, that you thought it was more scary. <laughs> that you thought it was a tuna in the subway because then that just makes my entire everything I said after that was less interesting automatically. Because yeah, see, <laughs> the Atlanta blue Atlantic bluefin tuna is 500 pounds. So that's, 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 more, that's more than if the seals that we saw. Get, if you're just trying to navigate the subway through the depths of that murky poopy water oh, they're huge people and need like the massive like tunas. cranes to like yeah take okay. them out of yeah, the boat tuna fishing is intense transitioning from the tuna talk i just wanted to say a couple of things since you guys were talking about movie reviews and having movie reviews coming up i recently just tried to start watching white chicks again last night i thought have you, I mean, it's everybody's seen it, right? Like settling into a classic comedy from the early 2000s. It's literally one of the worst things I have ever seen upon rewatch. And I had to stop after like 25 minutes. But this comes after like finishing both seasons of Succession. So I'm getting more uh, acclimated to a higher caliber of uh, acting and... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a cult classic type thing. Like, it definitely has its place in pop culture for that time. But yeah, I don't think that holds up at all. It did not hold up. And it's because that only scene I see on online every now and then is the and I need you, which is arguably a great scene. But the rest of the movie is trash. And it's it's a little bit jarring. You're comparing an Emmy Award winning TV series and that might be the best TV show on, on out okay, right now. Okay, that's not to, not to okay. Maybe out right now. No, I mean, it's, I mean, tell me a better TV show out right now. I no no. I thought you were gonna say of all time, but no. I just it, there's nothing harder. There's nothing harder than ending a TV show where you you take a while to get invested into all the characters, especially if the storyline is like you know something kind of com- complex like Succession, you know. So. I think it's just season three to, this fall. To, let's go. It's hard to fill the void, but yeah, I almost wish I wouldn't have started watching because I prefer binge watching once everything's been out. But that's a recommendation for anybody looking for a new show. It's worth the watch. I've heard that oh, there's there's some other shows have been rec- recommended to me from HBO too, but I think that HBO is just putting out the hits. So if Jack's on the subscription then I guess he gets to enjoy all of this as well. We, we, we'll see what he's watching. I mean, it comes up. Depends <laughs> what profile you're using, is, Jack. Who is that why you... Do, if, you watch, if you watch from my dad's account, there's no way that he goes on that. So. If, but that's kind of Pat's way of being like, the reason he gave you the account, Jack, is because he wants to monitor you. He's pointing you to this specific place where he can start monitoring that. Make sure you're watching Succession. Knows if you're lying. I have not been watching Succession. <laughs> well, I got halfway through season one. I'll say that. Um, didn't didn't I grab you? Did 
disgraceful. You said uh, you said that you didn't like how they were dicks to each other, which is like the whole show. That's the whole. Thing no, 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 no. They just said just like they were so shitty. I just was. I was like, I'm not quite down for this right now. Uh, <laughs> I just wasn't quite down for that in that fall vibe. of 2020. Mm. Um, bad you know. vibes all around. Yeah, it was just a, the world was a little bit bad vibes. I was like, you know, things are looking brighter. I'll I'll start to pay attention. When I want to feel like shit again. Awful human beings, and know that human beings like this absolutely exist in this world. Um, so that's my feeling I... on Succession. It's obviously very, it's obviously very good. Like I get, I see it, I see it, and I do. I have all the intent to try and come back to it. But yeah, when I started it, it was just kind of like, man, like everything kind of blows right now. So. I understand that because I started watching Handmaid's Tale like right when it came out, but then getting Pat into it in 2020, right when the pandemic started, it started to be way, way, way too heavy. And I haven't been able to go back to it since because it's just the recent season came out, season three or four. And yeah, it's just, it's so dark. (laughs) It's too close to real life at this point. I mean, I'm usually somebody who like tends to, in terms of TV shows, tends to gravitate toward, you know, like, darker dramas rather than, you know, keeping up on my, like, modern families and stuff like that. But, yeah, I definitely... I definitely did not... I did a lot more... I've done a lot more movies over the past year and a half than easier TV to com- shows. Easier to commit to, for sure. Like, I tried to start yeah. watching The West Wing and I just kept fading out of it. But that's kind of... Oh, I watched. Yeah, I started. I started that. Mick would be pissed. I started that pre-pandemic and I got through season four. Uh, Would would you say that season four is when the creator sort of moved on? So I haven't. I kind of lost momentum after knowing that. But Mm. no, I'm gonna lose even more momentum. Isn't the writer who's the writer again? Uh, What's his name? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah. He he dropped out after season four. Yeah, he stopped writing it, I think. Mm. I think after four seasons. But there's like 20 to 25 episodes a season, and they're like 45 minutes. So, Plus, if you watch the show, you'll be like, holy shit, I don't get how anybody writes this. But anyways. Well, I was just going to ask, do you think that we're in the post-pandemic right now? Or are we easing into no. the post-pandemic? Or are we still fully in the pandemic? Delta variant LA mask mandate came I back. Know. So I would say we are on the tail end, hopefully, but we are not out of it. I mean, there's like no, because pandemic implies, you know, the world and the world is very much not. So, yeah, no, I mean, we're not out of it yet. We're not well, fucking out of it yet. Um. Well, I guess by we, I meant specifically certain parts of the united states that we live in uh but the reason i ask is because it's like if festivals which is the main thing i want to talk about are coming back then how do you justify going to a festival if you think because i'm vaccinated and it's outside well no i'm not i'm not judging at all i'm like fully planning to go to (laughs) festivals as well but it's just it's strange like all right i mean it's your first festival and it's going to be also the first time you've been around that many people in several years so 
what are you what are you doing to prepare i'm interested have you are you getting are you getting fitted are you <laughs> I am done context, wait, absolutely wait, hold nothing. On, hold on, low context. Jack is going to Outside Lands later this year. His first music festival. Halloween. Big Halloween one. weekend. Yes. Halloween weekend. Where is it? San, San Francisco. Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. What's your what's it what's it been like prepping for it? I feel like the build up is sometimes more even more fun or just as fun as actually going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure the hype is. No, it is. And my sister told me that she's she's going to uh, get her PhD in psych, but she told me that there was this study done of um, people planning and going on a trip. And in like they I guess they like whatever were studying throughout the planning and then attending process. I'm not sure what to call it. And they said that they said that from these participants in the study, planning the trip was equally as fun as going on it. And I think that yes. there's, I think there's, there's some truth to that because it's like building the, um, you know, s- suspense and excitement. Like if there was no planning, there would be no suspense and excitement. You would just suddenly be there. Yeah. I agree. I mean, having planned a, you know, like a Europe trip, I definitely, you're definitely pretty hyped when you're planning it. Uh, I would say that probably similar a little bit here i think that unlike maybe a trip around like europe or a vacation where you like run around this will probably be a little less stressful so uh, definitely probably just a little more consistently fun um mm-hmm. but i mean the only prep i've done is i've just listened to been listening to the music <laughs> i haven't done anything i mean oh, i get you know other than like tickets and plane tickets and the hotel and stuff like that but but since uh, it's halloween weekend i guess you're also going to be oh, in yeah. costume i gotta figure that out we we should probably figure there's like six of us so we should probably figure that out somewhat as a group one of the guys wants to go as the power rangers power rangers yeah but i'm not quite so sure i want to be in a little uh, polyester latex mm. suit for an entire day so we'll see i don't know I don't it's know. latex I, think, I do have to think I don't know if it's latex, but you know. Go as the Warriors like... starting five and Sean Livingston. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> that would be a hit in San Francisco. Yeah. But people Back might just in think their that title you're... Runs people would Not probably right just now. think that you guys are like bros just wearing jerseys to festivals because that's literally what yeah. that guys well, wear. And that's the, <laughs> the Clay that's Thompson the... lookalike. The Clay Thompson lookalike. That's you the thing it. too is like it's a festival, so like we're all like obviously there's like six of us going and we'll be spending plenty of time together but we obviously also have different tastes in music so like we'll be splitting up so it's mm-hmm. like i don't want to yeah. be one sixth of this ridiculous costume so and true. then and then just be like this super weird guy which like how many i don't i won't know anybody i won't care but at the same time like i don't know no that's the biggest how many costume there are four, yeah. right? There are four. Are there only four? If there is five, la, you could be the sun too. La la, Tinky Winky, Poe, True. Something else. I I forget them all. I oh, know yeah. La La, Tinky Winky, and Poe though. And anyone, four. even if they're on their own in a Teletubbies costume, they're good with me. The That's sun true. one is what's probably. <gasps> I always identified with the sun too, because it's just like the giggling baby, and I was like, I think that'd be me. <laughs> True. I, it's I also I, like 
You should be the giggling baby. What were you gonna say? I just, I just, I could be a giggling baby. I think that as a child, for some reason, I believed a lot of things as a child about what happened. Like when I was like three, I think I did believe that I was not like figuratively, but like I was the giggling sunshine baby because of things that my mom would tell me. So I thought that like I was just a baby actor and I didn't remember it. And my mom also told me that Britney Spears was my real mom and that they had to adopt me because she couldn't raise a child because she was on tour and she was a pop star. And like these, well, the, the Britney Spears one, I believe for a while, but yeah, I just, I would be down to go as the sunshine baby. Um, okay. I, that's all to say that you would go as the sun. That's all to say that I would go as the sunshine baby because that would be the best costume to walk around with. If your group is separated, you're just simply the sun. Um, okay. I was going to share you're like some baby. of, I'm also a baby. Well, would you have to wear a diaper? <laughs> To indicate that you're a baby. Diaper, yeah, probably. A lot of people walk around probably. festivals with binkies in anyway. So <laughs> that wouldn't be. Well, I, I hope you see the uh, the occasional like leash, like the person hold, like, holding. That's not that type of festival, Pat. It's not that type. It's, a, it's not that type yeah, of festival at all. Don't, on Halloween, Halloween though. On Halloween, I feel like any festival. The leash is hilarious. When you see someone I'm, with their partner just like walking around with a leash on them, it's okay. fucking hilarious. I'm big time saying that that is not going because that happens at EDM festivals. It does not happen at the mainstream festivals uh, because no, because because the people if you're that hardcore, like, you know, it's a certain type of person where you where you're doing the chain and leash situation with your significant other. Then I guarantee you, you only spend money on EDM festivals. You do not go to have like four EDM acts like Jack, you should. You should do that with Austin or or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or people Cole. might get the Cole wrong idea. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna share some of my worst festival experiences, but I think one everybody might already What's know. What's one of them? Can I guess one of them? I think that you already know. I think I, sh- yeah, go. When you tried to put Pat on a leash. Oh my god, yes, because he kept fighting it, and I was just like, he's not leash trained. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 clearly. Uh, no, I thought that you were going to say it for real because I think that Pat might have mentioned it before, but it, this wasn't a festival per se. It was when we were going to the Gorge, which ha- there are a lot of festivals that happen at the Gorge, and it was in October of 2019, and so it was already kind of cold out. But on the way over, we stopped and we got food, um, and I, for whatever reason, I still am going through like a big pho phase. It just always sounds pretty good. Like I, I said, thought you were going to say that you ordered the Subway tuna. No, it's similar, Ooh. though. It's I've similar. Nice little connection. So, so Pat gets, like, whatever he gets, probably chicken pho, something safe, something normal. And then I normally would just get tofu with the veggie broth, which is extremely safe. But instead, I was talking to the cashier, and I was like, oh, I was, I was being, like, a little spendy, a little bougie. And I asked her if the seafood pho was good. And she was like, yeah, I love it. Everybody loves it. And I just thought it would be like shrimp and I have no idea what I thought would be in it. But when it gets there, it's these brown fish balls like floating in it. And I was really hungry. So I ate everything regardless. But we get to the gorge. It's like a five hour drive, something like that. Unpack everything, set up the tent, get ready. And we go into the show and it's going to go from like six to like past midnight, something like that. And immediately my stomach starts to, you know, feel a little sick. 
and I get an upset tummy a lot anyway, but this was, it was obviously something different. And long story short, we were just there. A lot of my friends were there and I realized I was going to yak. Something bad was going to happen. And so I spent the rest of the night pretty much sitting on the grass, which it's really, it's a really steep dip into the actual amphitheater. And because at like it's, it was an EDM show and people at EDM shows are always just so like, overly helpful sometimes like if you're having any type of problem like if you're looking for something on the ground or if you look like you might be a little sick sometimes it's nice and everybody's so willing to help you like when I lost my mask Pat at um do you remember at decadence in Colorado I lost my mask and I was looking on the ground and like three people get down and start looking with you like it's kind but in this situation I did not want to draw attention to myself so I was just take like in the push-up position basically not like my entire body but my hands were like really close to the my hands were on the dirt and my face was really close to the grass like almost touching and I was just throwing up into the side of the hill <laughs> trying to make sure that people didn't notice but no one could hear me go like totally looked natural to- well this- I mean no one really <laughs> took notice and it's so loud you can't hear anybody like <laughs> well this is this is what really happened <laughs> is I'm not denying <laughs> your sickness or anything but you wait, wait. we were we met up with your friends and like we're walking down to the main floor where the stage what are you gonna say right now gorge, and then you're like, you- I feel sick so then we go and we walk to basically the edge of the venue and we go like behind a tent around a fence and you're just in the corner just in like fetal position just like making these brutal well, I said to make a long just, story oh, short <laughs> and, and then and then I'm just like I'm just sitting there I'm like and then yeah like you said people are coming up like is she okay is she? I'm like yeah yeah it's fine it's fine and, you know they want to help and then like we decide to go back to the tent which is quite a bit of a walk from the actual stage and so I just remember like us like finding your friend Marissa and like like just jetting through the crowd and it was like a movie scene because like we're on a mission and everyone's just like yeah. raging, like behind and us. it's and so and, like, dark like, and the lights are us, going like, what's going on like why are they not vibing but then we like trek back to the tent and I remember just like laying there and it was a cold October night and we're just like I'm just like shivering as like you're just feeling shitty and but I, I was still jamming to the music because we could still hear it you from could the tent, still so. hear it from that far away but so it wasn't I, a complete loss in general I prefer camping festivals over hotel festivals because it just feels more of like an experience and also I don't mind camping at all but that particular that was I'm never gonna ever camp again in pacific northwest past september like that was incredibly incredibly cold and we had a comforter so it wasn't like we weren't prepared but yeah yeah. i mean obviously like would like to do one of those at some point but yeah it's got to be in a warm place or at least over the summer yeah Um, because obviously like obviously you can't and you know can't have thousands of people camping in Golden Gate Park well, uh, God, overnight, no. but I and think also, that's yeah, why, I mean, it'll be pretty chilly. So I think that's why younger people tend to go to, to festivals like that in like cities where like because their parents don't want them to be like just camping. So it, it is kind of <laughs> dangerous. Like I, I don't, it's not the safest move, uh, but it is a it, it's a character building experience and it's bonding time with the people that you're camping with for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll be pretty stoked to shower. Oh, yeah. I think that's also why I, I'm like... Wait, how many days is it? It's only three. three. Oh, shit. I mean, only three. That's like kind of on the longer end, but 
yeah in san francisco i just in october <laughs> why would anybody want to do that um and i have some i have some festival highs but honestly we don't need to get into it i've already been talking for so long and i kind of hit everything on my list <laughs> festivals lifestyle i'll be joining that labor day oh you're going to bonnaroo yes uh just that, got the, the text in, uh, tennessee tennessee yeah. i don't know even where it is got the, the rental car booked so we're are you cruising. camping yep okay that's gonna be so much fun everybody calls it the farm right yeah i think that's the case is I'm miley cyrus still know. on the lineup no i don't think miley's on there what the the are and you it, gonna be on a leash oh obviously. you know <laughs> I got a lot of people that I'm close with on this trip, so probably several leashes, I would say. Liv keeps you know, them on a very, very short leash. Yeah, Liv's obviously <laughs> the shortest leash, but I got some other long leashes. We kind of create like a spider web network with our leashes. It's a very yeah. mutual I think that'd be one respect. Of the just one person. Maybe that's what that's just like that's just called kids with that's just called kids at Disneyland at that point. That's just the mom on a kid with a kid's leash. Um, I'm looking at the lineup now, Ryan. How hard are you gonna go for Megan the Stallion? <laughs> I mean, Liv's gonna lose her shit for that for sure. It'll yeah, you have to match that. You have that. to match the energy. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can I can get down for some Megan. <laughs> Ooh she's, yeah, and she's Rufus actually on got Sunday. bars. She's got flow. Oh yeah, yeah no, for good. sure. I've that never was seen a, her. That was a swapperoo actually with Lana Del Rey, I believe. So. Honestly, that's a huge oh, win. I would change. I would I would way rather see Megan than Lana. Come on now, not no offense. Oh no, Rufus, Rufus, not you're gonna not have, Megan. Hey. Oh, still, I'd way rather see Rufus than Lana. No shade to Lana, just like not what I'm into anymore. And also, her live performances I've heard are more than questionable. But Rufus the Soul is gonna be so good too. Dang, that's gonna be fun. Gonna but be fun you can curse sure. on the show. You can say damn. I'm just talking, man. Just let me talk. <laughs> I'm not censoring myself. Well, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see Nelly. Okay. Why is that? <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> <laughs> that one hit. <laughs> also, on the same day, there's Neil Francis and there's Neil Francis. Uh. There's N-E-I-L... F R A N C E S. At the same time, there's N E A L F R A N C I S. So this is the type Neil of festival analysis I live. I live for. <laughs> I guarantee you, somebody's going to go to the wrong Neil Francis. Bold of you to assume anybody is intentionally going to attend Neil Francis. <laughs> Somebody is, and somebody's <laughs> going to get it wrong. You know what that reminds me of? Goddamn leash. <laughs> in the Euro tournament, the Euro soccer tournament or football, there was a group of French fans. France was playing in Budapest. The French fans went to Bucharest in Romania instead. Oh. Imagine See? being the guy that planned that trip. Idiots. See? Now I'll just swap out Budapest and Bucharest for Neil Francis <laughs> and Neil Francis. All right, shout outs. It's, it's time for the shout outs. It's the end of the night. Here we go. Sonia, 
thank you for coming on finally and giving us your little spiel, spiel, spla, spli, whatever. Um, you live with me, so I'm sure we can make this work anytime you got something to get off your chest. Oh, maybe. I thought you meant the relationship. I was. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can make this work. <laughs> Ryan's laughing. Yeah, interpretive. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Wild, anyway, wild. This is, this is a rule on the show. When it comes to shout outs, guests go first. So, Miss Swanson, Soners, who is your shout out? for this episode i feel like i could have none or i could have a lot of people but pat always does yeah, multiple ra- people rattle them off don't get me started on naomi osaka this oh might shit lead to i forgot to talk about that oh no wait i i really had something to say to ryan and i've never actually said this we've never actually talked about it before i've only said things to pat and then pat says what ryan says to me <laughs> pat's rolling his eyes because he doesn't want to have to edit this shit <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, my my biggest comment to you, my biggest criticism was that you started going off about, oh, so Naomi can claim this about mental health, but then when Ben Simmons says that he's have, struggling with his mental health and that affects his performance, everybody piles on him. And I just wanted to say, Naomi and her mental health issue or anxiety she she never it she never claimed it impacted her performance she just she did not want to attend the uh you know she didn't want to speak to the press but then ben was attributing poor performance to his poor mental health and i'm not saying that that's wrong at all or that you shouldn't have empathy for somebody like in that situation i'm just saying that naomi didn't have it impact her performance and so there's less to like pile on about do you know what i mean well i my whole point is i think it's interesting that if someone steps into the arena and actually attempts to do something it's criticized whereas not performing is reveled for some reason and I have empathy for both people. I can only imagine what it's like to be a professional athlete. My whole point with Naomi is she should not be a spokesperson for mental health. She can absolutely be someone who tries to take care of herself, but she is not the leader on this movement that I think people are trying to make her to be. Yeah, my counterpoint to that is that Naomi wasn't allowed to play. So it's not that she refused because she refused to go speak to the press and then was barred from playing. So that wasn't her decision. But then second, her, her it wasn't also I don't think she was trying to make herself a spokesperson for mental health. I think that she just became that because, again, well, you said it like people made her into that. So I think that I had no problem with what she did. I had took issue with how it was handled from like the consequences that she was dealt whereas with ben it's just it just felt like two separate situations that weren't comparable yeah yeah i sorry i gotta i i'm i'm with ryan i like (laughs) naomi can talk about mental. i wonder why but she should not be at the forefront of this movement because if she didn't want to be a leader in the mental health movement for athletes then why did she take up that rolling stones uh article and like uh, give and be on the front page of rolling stones and like talking about it 
Uh, like, like, Wait, so you're faulting her that Rolling Stones reached out to her, most likely, almost certainly reached out to her for an interview, and then she has an opportunity to tell her side with reputable journalists. So then she takes that opportunity. No, I don't see any of that First as off, her. Rolling being, Stone is not reputable journalism. Well, Second of all, it's more reputable than like going to like Huffington Post or some. Sh- you know what I mean? Where everybody well, else course, is telling your story. But she's denying interviews in other spaces, and she's accepting them in though in when when she. Pl- Pleases. She's absolutely controlling her image, which again, everybody I can't does. Fault that. No, no, I can't fault that. But you, when you when you center it around your mental health, I think that's a little bit disingenuous. It's but more that's about the reason, though, you right? just controlling the narrative. Well, I, I understand because she that. Got, but she got again, so much shit after it. I think that initially the reaction was scorning her, and then later on it transitioned to supporting, which as it normally does when it comes to things like mental health, you know. I think that there's crowds on both sides that see her in different lights. But what I'll say is Patrick referenced that story. And I think the quote that she had in that story just shows how out of touch she is with the reality of where we are as a society and how we deal with mental health is she was talking about how athletes don't have a chance to take time off and to reset and recoup. And she mentioned that, like, if you're working a day job, you can have that opportunity to take a day off. And I couldn't I can't imagine something that's further from the truth. First off, most employer health insurance packages don't cover therapy. Therapy is a very limited option for most people. And to think that someone can take a sick day just for themselves is a little bit preposterous. And again, I'm not she's a young girl. She's making her way through life trying to figure shit out especially as uh someone who has garnered the limelight as early as her but i don't think that she should be speaking seriously about these issues when she clearly doesn't know what she's talking about on a large scale i'm sure she knows exactly what she's dealing with but she has no idea where we as a society stand on these issues yeah i'm not claiming to support anything that she said in the interview because i frankly haven't read the interview all i all i feel about athletes in general is that you do the sport and if you're really good at it, you can make a lot of money and you can play at a high level. And if you're playing, even if you're really good at it and playing at a high level, you probably also love it. So you're going to do it regardless. But you never like specifically wanted to be famous or be in the limelight or be a spokesperson for anything. So when she I mean, frankly, like when she says that she doesn't want to speak to the press because X, Y, Z, and then everything is being manipulated and making her, you know, a bad person why wouldn't you want to control the narrative around that and i think that i think that like the comments that she made in rolling stone it sounds really misguided but i just i still just don't think i i don't think that means that she's asking to be a spokesperson i just think that she's trying to comment on it either i'm not saying that either but to say that she doesn't like the fame that she's garnered is also (laughs) not true i would say because every time i go into sweet green i see her face plastered everywhere and i've also seen through a lot of Patrick sharing Instagram posts with me and reminding me of this take how she's making a new swimsuit line or marketing a new swimsuit line a lot of these partnerships and everything these like were, were planned far in advance far before any of this other stuff happened when I sent that to Pat I said it's the swimsuit line that I follow called Frankie's bikinis she had a collection with them all that came out weeks before 
any of the other stuff. And then Pat spun it to Ryan. Like, look at this. Like, so I'm just like, okay, first no. of all, a lot of this shit no. is getting taken way out of context. The sweet green stuff, I'm sure, I'm sure most of these deals are like worked out far in advance. And so, yeah, she's a rising star. I mean, what do you want the girl to do? Not have an Instagram, not have a social media yeah, platform? Actually, yes. Because, well, if, because yes, that's, that's actually, what she's serious that's, that about. But, yes, that's, but, like, that's that is the, what I want. But that's the. Because, but if no, you're no, talking no. about, no, no, no. oh my god, I, I, we don't have to talk about this anymore. This is so pointless. No, no, we obviously, we obviously just fundamentally disagree, and I think that you're obviously more prone to defend Ben Simmons' little stand that you are <laughs> than you are going okay, to first Naomi. Off, the whole point, the point had nothing to do with Ben Simmons or that was honestly, my that Naomi, was my about, that was my initial point though. That I said that was the only qualm I had with anything you said was the comparison to Ben Simmons, but then it spun out of control into something else. Well, I think obviously there's a lot of factors that go into all this. My main point at the time was that you know men are certainly I don't think many people are allowed to speak about their mental health and feel comfortable about it and I think that we often shame people in the limelight for those things but men especially are taught not to do it and I thought the Ben Simmons thing was a very good example of where just again we are not in a place in a society to to deal with these things barely even speak about them and understand them from the other person's perspective. I agree with what you're saying about men and mental health. And I I also agree with what you're saying about being able to speak about it. But I feel like the attacks on Naomi, like I just feel like as like she's a young woman, I just feel like young women are scrutinized already so much. And so like her having an interview with Rolling Stones or like a swim collab with Frankie's like all this shit. I'm just like, I don't know. Let her let her live her life. Let her get her bag and like let her also be anxious and like when she says that she's feeling anxious to not call bullshit or just make it into something that it doesn't have to be. I didn't call bullshit. I'm not saying that she's not anxious about it. I'm just saying that she, I don't, I would rather have someone else be the mental health advocate of this generation. I think she'll still end up being going down in history as it, but I think that there's probably people that are going to be or are better equipped to handle this well, as at maybe the being the face of this but and i don't think that she's suited for it. maybe the mental health advocate like as far as athletes go but certainly not just like in pop culture as a whole because there are so many other people that speak out on that and represent that beyond naomi like and do much better a much better job at it so i think that this right. is like, in the all in the world. scope of athletics yeah i've I'm a little bit conflicted because I've enjoyed this argument, this back and forth, but this is kind of, uh, you know, very, very blasphemous to the shout out segment that we (laughs) quickly got off of. All right. My shout out. Speaking of support and help, I have to shout out live been a rough couple of weeks in terms of luck and my mentality and, um, I appreciate Liv for the partner she is. Shout out to you, Liv. Jack. Yes. Cactus Jack, who you got? Uh, I'll give a special, special uh, shout out to my support system, Neil Francis. Uh, I I love your music. Thank you for getting me through the pandemic. And I hope to see you live at outside lands. 
I'll I'll start my shout out with uh, with you, Cactus Jack, for just sitting that whole Naomi debate out. You just you just sort of <laughs> took a backseat on that. I could tell that you didn't really have an interest to like. Well, I don't even know if you could have gotten any words in because that started getting. I thought it was. A, I mean, I have you know interest and thoughts on the subject. It just this was, you know, Sonya's time to uh, to uh, speak on it on record. So uh, and it was Ryan's more original, strong take. So I, I, I by me. <laughs> just lean back and, uh, and enjoy. I just love my niche in this show of arguing against black female tennis players. It's just, I don't know what's going on there, but that's <laughs> Coco Golf. You're next. Actually, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm on Coco Golf now. I used to be a Naomi fan. Now I'm on Coco. Let's go. Well, Phenom. you better well, show up to a goddamn press conference. Answer the questions because you can control your answers. Isn't that right? Say something. <laughs> Say anything. I'm, I'm just here to so I don't get, get fined. fined. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. I got a couple more shout outs. Um, this past weekend, there was a art pop-up show that my buddy Sawyer was putting on. And I bought some wonderful art from him. He's a very, very talented man. Hilarious. Wonderful to be around. Love you, Sawyer. And then shout out to Gray and Brintz. They're film buddies of mine. They share the same passion that I have that is inside of me. And it's a fire that burns so bright. And it's so fun to to talk about film with other people and people that are as passionate about it as I am. So shout out to them. We're going to start a weekly movie night. <laughs> and it was supposed to be tonight, but I had to record podcasts. So sorry, guys. We'll, we'll make it happen. Don't you worry. And yeah, those those are my shout outs. Does does anyone else have a shout out that they forgot? No. No. Okay. Well wow. Great episode seventeen. Soners, you're great. I can tell you that you have a lot to get off your chest and that you you definitely deserve a mic in front of your face because you can <laughs> you can talk. You can talk. So maybe we have you on some future episodes. So um no what? way i cannot take this type of pressure anymore not all the eyes on me pressure i felt like you were pretty relaxed no i was getting piled on just like naomi this was fucked <laughs> yeah you gotta hold your ground here in no country for big men it's it's hot takes only and you gotta defend it's country them. for small men only small women what hey well wonderful episode um should be on next week too so maybe these can start coming out on a more consistent basis so thanks y'all appreciate you listening uh we're gonna maybe have some movie reviews next week jack master you want to get into it hot we'll take sure watch. sure we'll have to uh yeah that we'll, we'll have to watch we'll it yes one. i'll probably be in ben this weekend so i'll watch it with my mom she'll probably think it's weird because it is some strange characters, but that's Paul Thomas Anderson for you, baby. He's the best in the business right now. Wes Anderson's new film, French Dispatch, just got a nine-minute standing ovation at the Cannes oh Film God. Festival. What do you mean, oh, God? I love that there's a timer for that. A nine-minute standing ovation? That's what the that's what the Instagram oh, post Jesus. says. Oh, Jesus. So that's a long time to be clapping for nine minutes. Hype squad. Yeah, that's about nine minutes and 50 seconds too long to be clapping for anything. Whoa. It's a fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a Wes Anderson movie, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. We're not going to clap for nine minutes. 
I'm gonna about so, anything. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, that's my. I'm not ripping your excitement or his movies, as I love his movies, and I'm also very excited. Ah, and I also I enjoyed that meme that came out today uh, of oh, the, uh, yeah. Timothy um, Chalamet. Yeah. Shamale uh, and the other, the other, the other, Sh- Sh- Bill, Bill Murray, and Tilda Swanson, Tilda Swanson, and, and Wes Swanson, Anderson, who looks exactly like you think he would look. Yes, he does. If you saw yes. one of his movies, and he, yes, he talks the way you think he would talk to. So I haven't heard him speak. So it's Jesus what, Christ. All right, end the episode. Well. There it is, oh, everyone. at the end of this episode, you should just put nine minutes of applause. Just, just, just nine minutes of applause. Maybe I'll do that. Who knows? <laughs> you should just edit in nine I minutes have of applause. All the power, unlimited power. <laughs> all right, guys, have a good night or afternoon or morning, whenever you listen. Yeah, I'll, I'll just cut the the part where we yeah, start yeah, yeah. talking. The finals about will be over I by piss. I next piss week, so bad. and I'll we be... can we can touch on that there for that five was, minutes before I mean, we talk about the master. That was two hours yeah. long. It's also, nine. first off, uh, apparently they're offering like Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and first round picks for Ben Simmons. And oh, I, I was hoping they would offer hilarious. as well, but I, didn't, I, didn't think oh, I don't want De'Aaron. I don't want anyone on the Kings. The only one I want is Halliburton, and it needs to be a three-team trade because that's all, like, just ship Halliburton to us. I don't care. Send Simmons to Sacktown. Yeah, yeah, get him but, out of here. Just get him, just but get him to get, a shitty but franchise. But then we get an all-star from another team or something. Like, I, no. I no. Nobody healed. No De'Aaron Fox. None of that. I'd take none De'Aaron Fox, but... Yes, so would I. And Buddy Hield, Darren Fox, and Buddy Hield. Yeah, you would need to throw nice. in. All, you need to throw in. We'll throw in. Um, Penn Simmons is we'll so shake. much better than De'Aaron Fox. What? No, we don't need to. Oh, does the salary match? No, fucking throw in Mike Scott. I don't care. No, the Kings would need to throw in a bunch of picks. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Bagley, fuck be your backup center. Who cares? Dude, I would be so pissed. I do not want that sack of potatoes All in right. my fucking team. I gotta go piss. I'll be right back. Okay. So we can talk about... Should we stop recording then, I guess? I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna.